Welcome back to Sparonomics. I'm Joy Thayer. And I am Mr. Joy. This is true. So I have my new mug here, Mr. Joy. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I know my identity. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, this is where we actually get to talk with Dr. Kirk Elliott about where your money's been, where it's going. We get to talk about film, fun, and finance. So we'll bring on Dr. Kirk Elliott. All right. Hey, Matthew. How are you? Good. How are you doing, buddy? We, we are doing well. Sounds like you're getting ready to freeze pretty soon. Oh, my word. So this weekend, I mean, we're in Colorado. We're used to cold, right? We're used to snow. It doesn't bother us. In fact, we pray for it because... <laughs> The resorts need it, right? But we're we should get our first decent snow this Thursday and Friday, and we're kind of excited. The mountains, though, are all white. It's pretty cool. Uh, so they're they're getting it, but we haven't gotten it down here in in the city yet. Yeah, yeah. We, in, in, in Tulsa, like if you get like an inch, they shut the city down. And we have so, no yeah. mountains here, and we don't have any mountains. We're, we're used to Northern California, where we had Mount Shasta, we had Mount Lassen. It was just. Gorgeous, and and here it's it's kind of flat, and and humid, bit. and yeah. and then freezing cold. But yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so you know, right now in the the climate of economics, we have some crazy stuff going on in societies, and we've been noticing a lot ourselves how um, people aren't or countries aren't purchasing the dollar anymore. Can you share us, with us a little bit about that? Boy, this has been going on for. For a little hot minute. So um, Russia, for example, over the last two years, what have they done? They have been systematically dumping all of their U.S. treasuries, all mm. of them. Like when I say all, it's like all they're gone. Right. And so but then you have to ask the question, well, what did they do with the proceeds? Right. They got right. rid of the U.S. Treasury. They put it into gold. So now you've got this ruble that's backed by gold. And that was their plan. Um, then about mm, three or four months ago, the news came out that China, who used to be the largest holder of U.S. treasuries on the planet, is now down to their lowest level in over a decade, which is a trillion dollars. They have less than a trillion dollars of U.S. treasuries. Mm. I mean, they used to have a few trillion, right? They've been dumping, 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 dumping. And the question is why, right? Yeah. So why would they do that? Because it's not just U.S. treasuries that China's dumping. They're dumping European treasuries, Japanese treasuries, all of them. Because a treasury is what? It's it's like a long-term bond. That's It's like a 30-year bond. Mm -hmm. So when interest rates go up, the value of bonds comes down. As interest rates go down, the value of bonds goes up. So in America and across the globe, we've had declining interest rates for like over 30 years, since 1983 which caused the value of those treasuries to go up. But now we're in a rising interest rate environment, right? So mm -hmm. in the last five months, we've had five rate increases. We will get another one this week um, or next week. Let's see, the Fed meets, oh, they start meeting tomorrow. So we could know this week, uh, they're gonna have another rate increase. My guess is another three quarters of a point. So here's what China's doing. They're thinking, mm -hmm. we've got all these stinky, toxic US treasuries. And the more that interest rates go up, the, the more the value of them comes down. So they're dumping them. They're dumping them fast because if they wait another month, it's going to be worth less. Mm -hmm. If they wait two months, it's going to be worth even more than less. Right. So so they're getting rid of them like a hot potato. Right. They're just right. they're just dumping them. Now, there's more to it than just them saving their own pocketbook. 
they want to destroy Western finance mm-hmm. because America, we have $31 trillion worth of debt, right? Our debt service every year on that is, is well over $300 billion a year, just interest only payments. So they want to, if we don't have foreign capital coming in from people buying our U.S. treasuries, what do we do? Mm. They go to the printing press in an inflate or die moment, and they just print, print, print their way out of it because we still have entitlements and social security and raising the debt ceiling and you know everything else it takes to fund a nation. If you're not getting it from countries like China buying our U.S. treasuries, then we have to print it out of thin air. Right. Or we have to cut and slash spending, which, I mean, a raise of hands. <laughs> How many of us think that the government's going to stop their spending or slow down? Nobody. <laughs> They're not, right? They're simply not going to. So therefore, they have this printing press. And this is why we have the inflation we have. So here's what China's doing. It's economic warfare 101. Dismantle the currency of your opponent. And, and you handcuff them, right? So right. so that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, somebody asked me on a show that I did last week, it's like, what is the most dangerous um, thing facing the world today? It's the emergence of the BRICS nations. Mm. A, they have a strong military. B, they're the man, still have the manufacturing superpower of the world. C, they just are, are with, their, with their BRICS nations status and pulling all these countries in and having basically a, a currency that's backed by gold mm-hmm. with, with Russia backing their currency by gold, China being the largest producer and purchaser of gold on the planet, South Africa being the li- largest mining company of gold in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You've got all this, this financial firepower. And then they added Saudi Arabia, which doesn't necessarily have gold, but they've got black gold, right? They've got oil. So now Saudi Arabia is saying, hey, rest of the world, no more petrodollar, no more paying for oil in US dollars, which is the only reason why we could print money without discretion because we had built in demand for our currency because all oil globally was purchased in US dollars. That's what the petrodollar means. So now not only is China dumping our US treasuries, Joy, we've got, we've got, a, a move away from the petrodollar, which diminishes our demand. This is almost a lights out moment for the right. U.S. dollar. I don't know if we can recover from it easily without a lot of pain before we, we see light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And so right now, the best thing that, I mean, we've been talking about this, the best thing we could do is invest in gold and silver. And silver, it seems to be depressed with the pricing on it, but mm-hmm. the scarcity is actually going up pretty crazy right now, especially, you know, as we're researching the Green New Deal just happened and we have all of... Um, all the industry industrial uh, stuff that's coming the industrial out. uses of silver, yeah. which is also uh, pre, you know um, pulling from the de- the supply, the demand. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what's going to happen to the prices of silver soon? Well, I am confused by the whole Green New Deal thing. I thought <laughs> the Green New Deal was the New Deal last time, and now it's a New Deal number two. Right. So it's the Green deal, right? It's just, it's like they keep pushing green, which is just expensive. It's just expensive technology. But here's here's what's going on. They need silver to manufacture the, the solar panels, the electronics, everything else, right? So um, 
you see price suppression in silver. You've seen it for about 30 years, right? But mm. but here's where last year Reddit and Wall Street bets, you know, the, the ones who who took it to the hedge funds when they started a short squeeze in uh, with GameStop, right? GameStop right. up 1,600% in 30 days. It was amazing. Well, they're doing the same thing with silver because silver has been manipulated. Well, now truth is being exposed. Mm-hmm. The demand for silver is off the charts. The demand is at all, or the demand is off the charts. Supply is at all time lows. Mm-hmm. So, how do I know? You're right. I, I, I read about the Comex deliverables, but this is what we do for a living. This is what our firm does. We buy gold and silver hundreds of times every single day. We're placing trades, right? Yeah. So, when we call the, and these numbers are going to actually be flabbergasting, if that's a word. Yeah. I think it is. But, but so. The depository where we're buying from, they get about 50 to 70 this week, uh, 1,000 ounce bars of silver in um, on a daily basis. We generally, just our firm alone, I mean, we're not a small firm, we're big, but our firm alone buys over 100,000 ounce bars every single day. Mm -hmm. More than what they're bringing in as an entire national depository. We're not the only game in town, right? There's dealer after dealer. There's a bajillion dealers of gold and silver around the country, right? And just us is taking more than 100% of their daily deliverable 1,000-ounce bars. So that means we're dipping into the available supply that they had before. Mm -hmm. Well, a a couple weeks ago, the report came out about, and we may have talked about it on the show, I I can't remember, (laughs) but, but at current drawdown rates, of, of silver from the COMEX available inventories, we've got five months left until global silver evaporates, right? Wow. It's gone. So we're seeing this though on a daily basis. We never know what kind of thousand ounce bars are going to be available, how, what the, the bar weights are. I mean, we're, we're talking about a supply chain meltdown, mm-hmm. supply at historically low levels. When one company actually takes all of the, and in, you know intake on a given day it's like more than that i mean this is wild to me so so when you have low supply high demand what's going to happen to prices they're going to go through the roof mm-hmm. right even today as we're recording this show um silver is up 50 cents in wow. one day right so so it's moving mm-hmm. i mean it's it's that's over a two percent increase in one day right so so here's where wise, prudent investors, we understand the times and we knew, know what to do, like the son of Issachar from, right. from the Old Testament, right? That was their prayer for that generation. This is my prayer for this one, is that we're like modern day sons and daughters of Issachar who understand the times and know what to do. Yep. When we can identify these trends, China dumping U.S. treasuries, um, BRICS nations establishing uh, basically a, a gold-backed currency, supply levels of silver at all time lows. What does that mean? It means political chaos, global instability, inflationary pressures, unsustainable debt, gold and silver are poised to absolutely go through the roof. And this is where we can smile, Matthew and Joy, and bring hope into this world and into our own finances when it seems like the the foundations around us are eroding. Mm-hmm. Our freedoms are going away, but our finances don't need to go away with it. When you understand the times and know what to do, that's our goal. And that's my message for this generation is allocate into gold and silver because it will put a smile on your face because the exact fundamentals that cause shrinkage 
in stock bonds and real estate cause growth in gold and silver. And we're just taking advantage of that trend. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me when you were mentioning um, uh, Wall Street bets and the silver stuff and everything else kind of reminds me of uh, Trading Places. You ever see that movie? Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's an old one. <laughs> Happy New Year. Winter. Valentine. Hey, how'd you make out today? How could you do this to us after everything we've done for you? Oh, see, I made Lewis a bet here. Lewis bet me that we couldn't both get rich and put you on the poorhouse at the same time. He didn't think we could do it. I won. I lost. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. After you. Certainly. <laughs> Where they just like totally, where they squeeze them out of pork bellies. That's right. Yeah. They squeeze them out of pork bellies or something like that. I mean, what was it the same kind of thing where they were shorting it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the mechanics of a short, I mean, I'll explain it because it's really interesting. So, so people can, they think they can buy silver with their 401ks and so forth through the silver ETF, right? Okay. It's not the same. It's just a paper version. It's a contract. So, so who, so let's see, BlackRock owns the silver ETF. Mm-hmm. They use JP Morgan as the custodian of the physical silver that supposedly backs that ETF, right? I say supposedly because well, J.P. Morgan got fined with a $900 million fine from the SEC for lying about the number of metals that they have under custodianship at the end of 2020. So who knows if it's there or not, right? Right. Um, but anyways, they got fined almost a billion dollars for it. But they buy metals to actually um, fund the silver ETF purchases, right? So if you're a business owner, which you are, <laughs> would you rather buy things that are low cost or a high cost, right? right. If you're, if you're Lower you're cost. Low cost. Right. So that's what they do. So they use a a tool called naked shorting, which means they don't have to own the underlying asset to even sell it. Silly, Hmm. crazy, illegal for most people, but not for big banks. So they don't own. It drives the price down because there's selling pressure. And is it because they hate silver or because they love it? It's actually because they love it. Hmm. So people, you know, and, and, and in our world think, oh, they, the big banks, they hate gold and silver. It's like, oh, J.P. Morgan doesn't. They actually love silver. It's how they make a, a decent part of their income, right? So yeah. so they drive the price down by selling something they don't have, putting selling pressure on the markets. And then what? Then they buy a bunch of physical silver at those low prices. Mm. That purchasing increases demand and the prices go up. Well, then the prices go up too high and they say, oh, prices are up too high. Let's issue more short contracts. They drive the price down. They buy more physical silver. That demand causes prices to go up. Mm-hmm. And it's the same cycle over and over and over again, right? So at some point, though, the the other owners of those short contracts, there's, there's a buy side and a sell side, right? Right. The ones who are buying it at the end generally have an option. Do you want to have settlement done in cash or the physical asset? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to Matthew's pork belly comment, right? Mm-hmm. Pork belly is a big. So I think, I don't know how many pigs come in a pork belly contract. It might be a couple thousand of them, right? Yeah. So are you ever going to tell, unless you're a farmer and you're investing in pork bellies, are you going to say, hey, yeah, I want a semi-truck of those pigs dropped (laughs) off my door. Yeah. (laughs) They always settle in cash, right? Yeah. 
they're going to settle in cash, except in a short squeeze, like in silver, what they're going to do is say, I want settlement in a physical asset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there's none available because we've got a global shortage, what's going to happen when companies like Sony, LG, Samsung, Tesla, whoever, who need silver for manufacturing, are they going to go out of business because they can't buy silver? No. No. They're going to pay whatever price they have to pay for it to get it so they stay in business Mm -hmm. and they're just going to pass it on to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So this is where when they need it, the price goes up, right? It's all a function of supply and demand. And this is why at the end of a short squeeze, you can see prices generally triple or quadruple or even more. Yeah. Right. So this is what I'm expecting. And and we think that we've seen inflation so far. We ain't seen nothing yet. Excuse my English yeah. there, right? But but we haven't because those companies are gonna have to pay extra and they will not squeeze their margins. They're gonna pass it on to the consumer and all electronics use silver in their circuitry, right? So mm-hmm. so here's where I think the inflationary pressures are gonna get significantly worse. But it's a huge opportunity for us as investors to allocate into physical silver for when the supply runs out and manufacturers still need it. It's it's uh, it's what all investors look for is low risk, high return. And that's what you get with that. Yeah. Well, well. We're going to have to let you go like yep. the flash because you got more interviews and we got to get ready for Branson this weekend. But oh my uh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> but if people want physical silver, you can call Dr. Kirk, Dr. Kirk Elliott. Is there a phone number that people can call? Yeah. So so they can go to sparrowgold.com or they can they can go to just call our phone number 720-605-3900. And I, I've got like eight or nine people on my my scheduling con- concierge team. Just tell them you they they saw you uh, us on on Sparonomics, right? And we'll get you all squared away. And we're going to ask you some questions, right? It's mm-hmm. like what was it that Matthew Joy and Kirk talked about that caused you to want to reach out? Mm-hmm. Do you have IRAs? Do you have non IRAs? What do you want to protect? And myself or one of my advisors will actually map out a strategy for success yeah. to actually thrive in this environment that we're living in. Yeah. Well, and so we always have to say like, hey, you know, this is not necessarily investment advice. You have to do your own research and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, and uh, But we can just tell you that what we're doing and what we're doing is putting as much of our extra capital into precious metals right now. We're using uh, Dr. Kirk to do it. Yeah. And uh, we recommend that you give Dr. Kirk a call or, or go to spirogold.com, fill out the, the form, and uh, one of his team will contact you and you can actually get the, the silver in your hand or you actually also have a vault service, right? Is that the other thing? That, that was something yeah. that I didn't know about until uh, yeah until just recently. For sure. Everybody's different, right? And there's not a right or a wrong answer here. But when you purchase physical silver, it's a physical thing, right? Somebody has to take delivery of it. Mm-hmm. Either you take delivery of it at your home, which mm, probably half of my clients do, because they, they they say, hey, Kurt, I don't trust anybody storing my stuff. Are right. you right. joking me? I've got to have it on me. Yeah. And then I've got some clients that say, you, uh, I, I, I can't lift all that silver. Maybe they bought a lot of <laughs> 
live in a horrible neighborhood. And I say, Girl, you don't understand where I live. I wouldn't even have one silver eagle or one gold coin in my house because it might get robbed, right? right. I have to have it stored. Everybody's different and yeah. there is no right or wrong answer. It is what it is. Like for me, I, I store all of mine mm-hmm. just because it's my lifestyle. It's like ultimately when it's time to lock in profits, I don't want to actually have to box everything up, put a label on it, insure it, and go over to the post office to ship it back because it's a physical thing. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But that's just, I don't have time for it, right? So some people do, some people don't care. And and people some people want metals on them for barter. If the economy heads south, merchants don't want the currency anymore. They need something to barter back and forth to survive. Some people just want it for the pure investment return, which is like get 1,000-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars, store them at the depository, all of the above are legit reasons to invest in silver, and there is no wrong answer. The only wrong answer is in this market to not do it. Right. right? So, so you just have options, which is was pretty cool. So, thanks for bringing that up, Matthew, because we haven't really talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had uh, several people uh, mention to us that they are going to be calling you or yeah. have called you, contacting you in some way, and so those were some of the questions that people have been asking. So, but um, but uh, we got to yeah. let you run. And we'll be seeing you next week. Okay. Did did you know that my pillow actually has way more than just pillows? I mean, of course, they have pillows, but they also have blankets. Slippers, towels, travel pillows, dog blankets, mattresses, sheets, and even more pillows. So to check out all of the things that they have over there, go to SpiroPillow.com and you'll get 66% off of your order today. But make sure that you use the promo code SPIRO. SPIRO.